Can you hear me out there? I had a dream My hand would like two balloons I have become Increasingly fucked in the bum It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan Reporting live for duty On this May 1st, 2018 In the year of our lord Welcome to Jonathan Ramtram the podcast. My name is Jonathan James Ramtram. God damn it! And if I don't know that, then I don't know what. <laughs> I'm just waking the fuck up, man. Got up out of a slumber, sleeping like a baby these days, man. I'm gonna take my shirt off. Why not? What the fuck? You're not here, anyways. Oh fuck! I'm a little, little. How do you call that? Warm. Yeah. <clears throat> anyways, I got my shirt off now. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I just woke up. I was sleeping. Uh, Got to do this podcast. Hopefully, it's going to be a good one. Let me get this on the first take. I want to get the fuck up out of here and have a good day. You know, um, took the day off to work on some things, and uh, I just want to get outside and walk around. It's it's like I live in Toronto, Canada on this May 1st, 2018. It's kind of like an overcast day. I mean, yesterday was really beautiful. Yesterday was gorgeous. Yesterday, all the sun was here to stay, oh why? Gotta stop this singing thing. But, um, yeah, it was fucking, I don't know, today is not looking the same. It's kind of overcast and shit. But, um, I think the sun will peek out in a minute or two, and I can go outside and romp around, go looking for things to do. Little misadventures, dim 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 dim. That that's the sound of me going outside. I'm like walking around and shit. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, yesterday was a really nice day. Um, mm, that's kind of stupid to talk about yesterday. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I got up. Well, I don't know why. <laughs> I guess I want to talk about yesterday because I don't, I don't have any reference point. I literally just woke up like 10 minutes ago. So what else can I talk about? I don't fucking know. I was sleeping. Didn't have any dreams. Didn't wake up with an erection. Kind of a whack-ass sleep. No boner, no fucking dreams, no nothing. Just waking up all dry-mouthed. Went and made a cup of coffee. Now I'm talking to you folks. <clears throat> so, um... Yeah, I'm going to have to talk about yesterday. There's no other reference point in my mind right now. Oh, yeah. I walked across my room and put on a cup of tea, boiled some water, made some instant tea. Uh, sorry, instant coffee. The last of it, right? I, I squeezed out the last of my Nescafe instant coffee into my cup, stirred it up, and I'm switching over to tea. Just for the next little while, you know what I mean? Because um, I've been drinking a lot of coffee lately. I want to see what it does to my, um, you know, system to switch over to tea. A little less caffeine, 
might be a little bit easier on the teeth, you know? Your teeth sometimes get a little bit coffee stained, at least mine do. I brush them, don't get me wrong, but like, still, you know? Let's see what the effect of a little bit less coffee can do on the teeth and on my like, um, je ne sais quoi, my motor functions and shit, I don't know. But enough of that. Maybe not, maybe I should continue with that. Um, but yeah, the weather has been gorgeous in Toronto lately, man. Like, holy fuck, like spring has sprung. <clears throat> We're back in the saddle. Giddy up, yippee kayo kaye, motherfucker. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to get out there and uh, <clears throat> just fucking tear it up this summer, man. This spring, this summer, you know. Um, I got a lot of plans. I want to get a bike, you know, do some bike riding. Um, get out to the um, Toronto Conservatory, the C Toronto Space and I don't know what it's called. Like, um, it's up at like near York University in Toronto, Canada. If anybody's familiar with that area, it's a really gorgeous area. This campus of York University. There's a lot of parks there. Um, I can't really think offhand what the fucking. Uh, I got a little map here. I could take a look at. Why not? Uh, this is a map. Excuse me while I take a look at my map. Consult this motherfucker right now. Yeah, this is a Explore Toronto's Garden and Conservatories map. So I'm gonna go and explore some gardens and cons conservatories this summer on a bicycle if I get around to buying one. But, um, what do we got here? Where's that fucking... Okay, I don't know. See, here, you take the fucking... You take a left. I thought I turned... I, <clears throat> I thought I turned the left at Albuquerque. <laughs> What's up, Doc? Where the fuck is... Um, um, York University. I knew I shouldn't have taken that left at Albuquerque. Oh, Mr. Fucking Wabbit. Oh, Elba Fudd. Uh, what in the fuck am I even talking about? I'm going back to bed. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to fold up my little map. It was nice talking to you, but I'm going back to bed. Folding up my map. Oh, fuck. Quite the fucking map. Fucking thing's huge. But um, I'm looking for this fucking... Where did I say I was going to go? Yeah, I was going to go on a bike to um, York University. And um, I don't see it on the map. Uh, let me take a look. Uh, Millen Hollow at East Dawn Trail. That's not it. Toronto Botanical Gardens. Ah! Bingo! Oh, what, what the fuck did, um, oh yeah, I was going to say this, yeah, remember Uma Thurman, remember Uma Thurman in uh, Pulp Fiction? Disco. <laughs> Disco. I found where I was going to go. Don Mills Road and Angleton Avenue, the Ontario Science Center. That's a really cool area, you know, it's at Don Mills Road and Angleton Avenue for all you motherfuckers up in Toronto, Canada, playa. And, uh, yeah, it's a really awesome area, a lot of beautiful, um, shrubbery, greenery, scenery, and a lot of, like, um, science, you know, I'm into science and stars and constellations, man, 
So yeah, that's one of my goals for the summer. Now that the weather's getting better, hit up some gardens and conservatories, you know, you know what I'm saying? But let me just fold up my map for a moment. So now that I'm done folding up my map, I can uh, <clears throat> get back to my hosting duties here. So yeah, those are some of my hopes and dreams for the fucking uh, summer. Get out and ride a bicycle. The weather's really inspiring, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, do you ever feel like that sometimes? You know, person that I'm talking to that I'm not really talking to? Do you ever, do you ever feel like that sometimes when like, um, uh, you, uh, you kind of been in like in a slumber mentally or something, right? Then like the change in the weather wakes you up and it uh, it opens you up to the new possibility of the season, right? So, feeling fucking amped, fucking amped for that, you know? Uh, yeah, I went for a jog yesterday. Was feeling good. I was intimidating. I was intimidating some toddlers though. Kind of felt good. <laughs> I was running around this uh, soccer field, right? And they're staring at me in awe, like, look at him go. Look at that guy running. Oh, my God. Look, he's running. These little fucking toddlers, cute as a button. There was like a gaggle of them. They were on like a leash. I guess their teacher was taking them for a walk. There was like a little gaggle of toddlers. And they're like, look at him. Oh, look at the man. He's running. He's, look at him go. I'm like, that's right, you little fuckers. And I'm like just zipping around this field, right? Had all this energy and shit. But then I got a little self-conscious, right? I'm like, holy fuck, what if I tuck her out right in front of these toddlers, right? Look like a real pussy. Have to like walk out of a soccer field in front of a bunch of toddlers and their hot fucking teacher. But then I was like, calm down, Jonathan. Just calm down. You're not here to impress toddlers. You're just getting a little bit of a workout. You should not be worrying so much about what people think about you, especially children who don't even know how to think in general. Just let it be. Concentrate on your workout. Just be yourself. You are good enough. You are good enough. And I just like finished my workout. I just, you know, I went around the field like three times and I jogged back to my apartment. Did some stretches and um, mazel tov, baby. So um, that's kind of what like, uh, you know, I'm talking about with those thoughts, you know, I'm getting a lot of changing in thoughts now that the weather's changing and um, it's always good to shake up the fucking, you know, old homestead of the brain and kind of, you know, get the juices flowing and like, you know, try out some new fucking angles and avenues of thought. Holy shit, am I drunk? <laughs> no, man, I'm fucking sober as a goddamn, I don't know, a church mouse. Fucking sober as a titmouse. I haven't had a drink since like November 16th. Oh, sorry, November 11th, 2016. So I'm doing fucking great, baby. I'm like uh, coming up to one year and six months sober. But um, yeah, just, I don't know, feeling the changes. Summer, springtime fever. Summer, summer, summertime. And the living is easy. Yeah, and then um, I went outside yesterday after my run, after my romp through the fucking field, and after I kind of said, what, to a bunch of toddlers? The fuck you looking at? <coughs> fucking halfling? <laughs> I don't know. But after I was done uh, intimidating some toddlers, um, I came back, took a shower. Then I went to... Um, 
I went to a little parkette near my place. It's called Hubbard Park. And it's just like this cool little parkette that um, it's built on like a mental institution. <laughs> it's on the grounds of a mental uh, institution, unfortunately. But it's still a nice little place to have a coffee and watch like mental patients wander around. So I went there for a little bit of R&R, re- uh, relax and realization. Uh, yeah, whatever. And I sat down and I did some writing in the sunshine and mental patients walked by me. And they're having like cigarette breaks and they're walking around in their little slippers and shit. I'm like, hey, here's a funny joke. And I'm just like writing down my jokes and shit, looking at the sunshine, having a beautiful day, sipping a coffee from Tim Hortons. And uh, did that. And then I, um, yeah, it's on the, also, um, Hubbard Park, it's also on the precipice of a jail, you know, it's on the, it's on the grounds of a fucking retired jail, a retired jail, the Don Valley Jail, the Don River Jail in Toronto, Canada, and it's this, it's this majestic jail that, uh, sits on, uh, the bank of the Don Valley River, the Don River, and, um, yeah, it's like this old jail from, like, the 1870s or something, right? And uh, really beautiful architecture. And, um, you know, so I sat there in the sunshine staring up at this jail. And, um, you know, I think it's like a museum piece. You know, I think they keep it for, um, I don't even know what the fuck they do in there. It's attached to this um, hospital, Bridgepoint Healthcare. The mental institution, the fucking hospital, they cure all sorts of illnesses and shit there. So I don't think it's just for like the mentally disabled. It's for all sorts of other other things as well. But um, anyways, this jail, it's been like retired. So it's not even an active jail anymore. But um, it sits there. (laughs) And, uh... You know, one of these days, I might go there to take a look just to see what's inside that jail. Like, I think they, they run it like a museum. You can go in and, like, take a look and stuff, I think. I'm not 100% sure. I always wondered. Like, why don't they just bulldoze this motherfucker? Who wants to stare at a jail? But I guess it's, like, majestic and serene and beautiful and architecturally sound. Architecturally sound or something or other. I don't fucking know. Jails and shit. <clears throat> and, um... Yeah, so um, just feeling really excited for this new weather, feeling very grateful for it. It feels good because, you know, um, I didn't really know what else to be grateful for. Not that I have a lack of gratitude, but um, it's just nice when you are genuinely grateful, and I'm grateful for this new change of weather because um, what I do when it's like the winter season and shit is I just bear through it. I don't fucking complain or qualm about it. I just fucking bear through it. And then when the change comes, when the fucking ninth, ninth weather hits Daffy Duck, fuck or fuck a death. Uh, that's Sylvester the cat. I thought I saw a pretty cat. Yeah, when the wind. Oh God, Lord, am I drunk? Am I seriously drunk? Did somebody fucking slip me a Mickey while I was sleeping last night? No wonder I don't. No wonder I didn't have any dreams or didn't. I, and I didn't wake up with no erection. I'm fucking. I'm fucking loop-de-loop today, man. I'm goddamn fucking... I don't know. I'm fucking... What do you call that shit? I'm fucking Anne of Green Gables this morning. What in the fuck? You know? I'm not saying I'm drunk, but I'm full of jokes. I was watching this music video... Or sorry, I was watching this video of, like, uh, Bootsy Collins, the famous uh, bass player, as I'm a bass player as well. The bass player for um, James Brown, uh, 
I think James Brown had a new band in the 70s or something called the JBs, his second backup band, the JBs. So Bootsy Collins was a bass player for James Brown. He went on to play bass in the landmark funk group Parliament, Funkadelic. And uh, he's just a fucking dynamite bass player. And I was watching this video of him, right? He's high as tits, right? And this is the 70s, right? He's like, let me take off my cloak so I can show you what I got underneath. (laughs) And he takes off this fucking fur coat that he's wearing, right? He's skinny as a rail, sweating it up, right? And he's on stage and shit, and his hair's all nappy and fucked. He's dripping buckets, right? And he's like, "Ah, ah, I'm not saying I'm high. But I'm full of jokes. <laughs> I ain't saying I'm drunk, baby, but I'm full of jokes. I'm fucked right now. What in the fuck's going on? Oh, man, I'm fucking wired as a fucking ape tit. Huh? Ape tit? Didn't fucking Fred Flintstone say that? Or no, um, Will Ferrell? He said that, right? Ape tit. Oh, no, no, that was Norm MacDonald on that Jeopardy uh, on SNL. Yeah. Ape tit for 500, Alec. Ape tit. Yeah, ape tit. Anyways, man, I ain't saying I'm drunk. I'm just full of jokes this morning. And, uh, yeah. Oh, Lord almighty, the Toronto van incident. Cocksucker, you know? That's probably made international news by now. Um, Last week, April... 23rd, 2018, a madman, mad moron, went ape tit and drove a fucking van into a bunch of innocent bystanders on Young Street between uh, Finch Avenue, I believe, Finch Avenue and Shepherd Avenue, going southbound. This fucker took out, um, he killed it. He killed 10 people and he injured you know, a dozen or so more. And, um, you know, it's just one of those fucking travesties that uh, society faces from time to time. And um, as of late, uh, some of the information's coming out about the cause of why he did it. At the end of the day, we'll never really know. Well, he is alive and in custody Thank God. Um, One positive outlook, too, is how the police force handled it. I mean, I think the police force is a bunch of cocksucking fucking hillbilly dickheads. Can't stand them. Sooner kick them than I can throw them. But, like, uh, you know, at least they handled this one with some professionalism. I mean, they took the man in. They didn't kill him, so he's going to... They're going to be able to get some answers, and he's going to be able to serve his time to the extent of the fullest, you know? No easy out for this motherfucker, right? You know, you're going to be serving your time for what you did. You're going to pay the price for your crime. But this dumbass, uh, so at least that's some of the positivity from it. But also, um, you know, the police force did a good job on this one for a change. But um, some of the, so we know, we'll never truly know. I mean, this is a very unstable person like I don't know can you ever really know what a person's true actions are when they do something this terrible can you really take anything what they say for face for face value but this dildo um they're looking into some of his background and to some of his uh 
happenings online. And he's a part and very active, prominent, not prominent, but an active um, person online in a community which is termed the Manosphere. <laughs> I'd like to go to the Manosphere. The Manosphere, which is like um, basically an online forums that um, advocate um, male power, anti-feminism, um, male rights. You know, it's kind of like an activist or more like an ideology or whatever, an online community for, you know, male, the, I don't know what, what do you want to call that? Male uh, dominance, supremacy, male erections, I don't know, homosexual online community. No, it's like a, you know, it's like a male, you know, the manosphere, a male online forum, which is a anti-feminism, pro-male. And there's a lot of aggression in that realm. And one term that was in the paper about this man, uh, he identifies himself as a incel. I-N-C-E-L. Incel. Which is a term uh, which means like involuntarily celibate. Right? So that's how this man identifies himself as an incel, an involuntarily celibate male. And there's a lot of hatred and anger. Well, yeah, apparently a lot of hatred and anger in that kind of community and in within that type of person who identifies as that, right? So that's kind of some of the background that, uh, you know, uh, investigators have been finding out about this man. And uh, that's kind of what some of the cause was for his little um, attack last week on Toronto. He killed uh, eight women and two men and injured dozens other others, you know, at least a dozen other others. And, um, you know, incel, that's such a, you know, that's like a, you know, an involuntarily celibate male. And, you know, it's sad it's so fucking sad because um, just the nonsense and the the just the nonsense and the ugliness of what he did. You know, you murdered innocent people for no reason because of your frustrations, right? That's just an ugly, disgusting, unnecessary thing he did, and. Um, it raises the point of, it raises the question and the awareness of people who identify that way as incels. And it raises the issue of, you know, what is going on in society between men and women. That's a hefty order. That's a tall fucking glass to fill, man. And, uh, you know, I can't really offer any, um, any, um, solutions, but, um, well, you know, maybe I can just like open dialogue. People talk more about these things. Maybe that's a pathway to some solutions because that's an interesting thing. You know, like um, I read an article in the newspaper about it and, you know, the kind of they talk about this incel uh, identification and this manosphere. 
Well, you got to start talking to some of these people and um, having an open, honest dialogue because then they can hopefully get some help because, um, you know, it's true. Like, um, as a man, you do feel kind of like, as a straight male, I feel like sometimes I do have to deny my sexuality, you know? Like, you, you got to walk around on pins and needles and... Um, you don't have to. You don't have to do anything. But like, sometimes you feel like it's almost a societal want for you to kind of mask your masculinity. You know, it's like I got a, a lot of times I find myself talking in a higher pitched voice. I'm being honest. Like sometimes, I, like when I'm talking to people in the workplace, I got to be kind of like, I got to like kind of soften my voice when I talk because I don't want to come across as ag aggressive or. You know, I don't want to look in a woman's direction too long. Or, like, sometimes you could tell, you know, if a good-looking woman gets off of a subway, you know, car, you know, and she's walking, you know, you got to linger back a few steps just so, you, she, like, you know, it's like, so she, you don't feel as if you're encroaching upon her space. And, like, there is this weird vibe in society. Granted, I would never, obviously, identify with this moron and some of his buddies online, but... You know, in the light of this community in the manosphere, I think one place to start to get some answers is to have more discussion on that because, um, you know, it's, it is a strange dialogue going on between men and women out there in this day and age. But all I can do is try to keep an open ear and be respectful and um, do what I got to do. I, um, hey, I want to be a man in love, maybe start a family someday get into a relationship and shit like that. So I just try to play it cool, listen, be calm, go forward with what I need to do. But this does raise an interesting um, question. And may that motherfucker burn in hell for the rest of his days. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I also watched a movie recently, a very interesting movie. Um, Candy. It's the psychedelic film from the 1960s, 1968, Candy, starring um, Richard Burton, Ringo Starr of the Beatles, James Coburn, Marlon Brando, Sugar Ray Robinson, Walter Matthau, and introducing Uwa Allen as Candy. And um, I watched this film, and it was like this drugged-out 1960s coming-of-age sexual film about this young girl, you know, this, this high school student who goes on, like, this sexual um, adventure, so to speak, right? And at first, it started out very funny and very wacky and very, like, entertaining. But then it, it got very fucking strange and convoluted. I'm like, is there something I'm missing here? Like, am I, am I, am I, am I not getting something here? So then I, I wind up looking on Wikipedia and um, <clears throat> I get a review of the film, right? And this is what they say on Wikipedia about the film Candy. This is the synopsis for it. Um, Candy is a 1968 sex farce film Directed by Christian Marquand, based on the 1958 novel by Terry Southern and Mason Hoffenberg, from a screenplay by Buck Henry. 
The film satirizes pornographic stories through the adventures of its naive heron, Candy, played by Uwa Allen. It stars Marlon Brando, Uwa Allen, Richard Burton, James Colburn, Walter Matthau, Ringo Starr, John Huston, John Astin, Charles Azanvor, Alessa Martinelli, and Enrico Maria Salarino. And that pretty much just summarizes it. It's like this fucking satirical sex farce fucking fomp, romp. And like, it's, it's just kind of like, it's funny and interesting at times, but it's just kind of like, I guess like psychedelic films were like a thing of the fucking um, 60s or 70s and shit. And like, it's just like, um, it plays like a corny porno- pornographic film. Like, you know, she's like, hey, my name's Candy. And she actually that that actress Uwa Allen who plays Cat Candy she's very funny and um, she's fucking gorgeous holy shit um, very sexy but like also hilarious right like so that they did a really great job casting her but like it's just like this cornball psychedelic like um, it's just I don't know man it's just like the story is just weird. And um, I don't want to give too away, too much away. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! But yeah, you see some really interesting performances, man. Ringo Starr, <laughs> Ringo Starr from the Beatles. He plays like this sexually pent up, cuckolded uh, Catholic um, priest in training. This Mexican Catholic priest in training. He goes. This is a den of lies. This is a den of sin. And Ringo Starr, the drummer, you know, he has sex with Candy. James Coburn plays like this mental fucking, um, uh, like, doctor, this brain surgeon who does, like, um, surgeries in public, you know, and it's all, like, weird and very, like, um, what's the word, Uh, expressionistic, like that idea of, like, um, you know, everybody moving in unison and very mechanical, kind of like expressionism. And um, just really fucking odd. And um, he, he's kind of a weird actor, James Coburn. Like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he dialed in his performance. It was kind of whack, but um, I don't know. And then Walter Matthau, you know, Shay Candy. Hey there, Candy. It's Walter Matthau. Hey, girls, girls, girls. He plays like this, um, he plays like this, like, army air cadet who, like, um, like, it's such a fucked up tale. Like, you would have to check it out. Like, I don't want to give too much away. Like, just even the fact of how he comes into the storyline is odd. Like, she's trying to flee from, like, um, uh, she's being chased out of town by, like, these, like, nuns and shit who, um, you know, the sisters of Ringo Starr's character, right? She corrupts Ringo Starr, right, by having sex with him and shit. So they chase her out of town, and she gets onto a plane, and then there's the air general, air captain, whatever, Walter Matthau. Yeah, Candy, yeah. Touch your toes. For Will you do this for your country, Candy? Will you have sex with your fucking officer in command for your country? Walter Matthau? Yeah! And, uh, yeah, and then, like, um, fucking Marlon Brando, he plays, like, a guru, like, this Indian Maharashi guru. Sugar Ray Robinson plays, like, the limo driver to Richard Burton. 
And Richard Burton in this film does a dials in a fucking A plus performance. Holy fuck! I I don't even know if I've ever seen Richard Burton in anything, right? But um, he does like this performance as this um, um, as this uh, this um new this this poet, this very um, uh, this like rock star like poet, right? And and they. Wind is blowing in the tides of York, and that's when I walk through the woods in the summer, and blah, 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 blah. And he does all this shit, right? And, like, they got, like, this fan blowing air at him, so, like, his hair and his scarf is always billowing in the wind. And he just dials in this awesome performance, right? And he plays, like, a drunk. <clears throat> Not a far stretch for him, the goddamn lush, right? But, um, yeah, he, he does this awesome performance as Macfisto, this poet. And um, I don't know, man. Check it out if you get the chance. I I didn't know psychedelic films was like a genre. It's like, a, you know, uh, I was looking for a deeper meaning in the film, but it just turned out to be just kind of odd. But um, I don't know. It was definitely entertaining, and uh, Richard Burton definitely made that film, man. But Richard Burton, like myself, another hardcore alcoholic. I mean, I won't put myself in the fucking category of Richard Burton, but that guy was... I'm a fucking drunk, but that guy was a drunk. Holy fuck, he died of it at 58 years old. Brain hemorrhage from drinking and chain smoking his whole entire life. But he was a very gifted actor, man. And um, I'm, I'm really interested. That's kind of what I took away from the whole candy experience, right? I enjoyed the film, but um, I want to get more into Richard Burton and check out some of his works because... Um, he was one really influential actor of his time, um, one of the highest paid actors of his time. You know, he was banging Elizabeth Taylor, diamonds off forever, and um, is that Elizabeth Taylor? I don't know. And uh, anyway, um, but he's, he was just a fucking hopeless drunk, fucking drunken Welshman, and uh, he died of it, right? And one of his quotes, check out this, one of his quotes was, you know, asked why um, he drank so much. He said, you know, to burn up the flatness, the stale, empty, dull deadness that one feels when one goes off stage. Fucking actors for you, man. Yeah, but yeah, I felt that. The fucking flatness, the stale, empty, dull deadness that one feels when one goes off stage. You know, that's alcoholic in a nutshell, baby. Especially if you're a fucking performer. <gasps> you know? And that what brings me to my closing point here on Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Thank you for listening. With all the great change in the weather, with all the insight and the tragedy and the healing that has to come from the whole Toronto van incident, from watching the film Candy, from all these things I spoke about on the podcast this week, what I've been seeing and what has been affecting me this week, one thing that's been playing out in my mind quite a bit is the song... Viva Las Vegas. It's a song that um, Elvis sung in his uh, film Viva Las Vegas. And it's, you know, it's such a wacky song with the drums and the fucking, you know, Broad Love City gonna save my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. There's a whole lot of women over there. Devil may care. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Turning day into nighttime. Turning night into daytime. That's been fucking with me. Viva Las Vegas. Turning day into nighttime. Turning night into daytime. 
That fucking phrase was going through my fucking head so much when I was in my drinking days towards the end of it. You know? Turning day into nighttime, turning night into daytime. Like, when you're living in that realm, when day's turning into night and night's turning into day, and you don't know what is up and down, it's a fucking very scary place. And the fucking song was just, it gives me chills sometimes, man, because, you know, how fucking Elvis Presley, you know, he died on the fucking floor, shit himself or whatever on the toilet. Alcoholic, drug user, died in a pool of his own vomit or whatever, right? And Richard Burton, same thing, died of a fucking brain hemorrhage from... You know, so many fucking performers who died that way. And when I was towards the end of my rope in my drinking days, man, it used to scare me. And, you know, just that song and the fucking craziness of it, right? And, um, you know, I heard a ZZ Top cover of it. And um, just that fucking phrase. You know, Viva Las Vegas turning day into nighttime, turning night into daytime. That phrase has been haunting me. It was haunting me this week. That's why I'm so fortunate for the great weather. So fortunate just to be alive and out of the fucking Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtram reporting live for duty on this April. Whoops. May 1st. 2018. God bless you all. Um, may you start to enjoy the great and great weather that is assuredly coming your way. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Hit me up, send me some questions, send me some queries, send me some qualms. That's jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. God bless, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Viva! Viva! Let's go!